This is The Defrag, I'm Christopher Lawson. Climate change affects many of our natural ecosystems. We often talk about how fires and storms are becoming more severe, or how sea levels could rise thanks to melting polar ice caps. And new research has discovered that we can see the effects of climate change in our fish. Australia is well known for the Great Barrier Reef. It's one of the world's natural wonders. But thanks to climate change, this ecosystem is changing. Coral bleaching events are widespread across the Great Barrier Reef, and it seems that as our oceans warm, tropical fish are packing up and moving south. So why are tropical fish moving to the subtropics, and what impact are they having on their new homes? So the, 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 the diversity of tropical fish is really, um, really big, um, and that's the case across a whole lot of different animal and plant species. And in the, in the tropics, you simply have quite a high biodiversity, and we find exactly the same on, for example, our great uh, barrier reef, which is renowned for the diversity of corals and, and their fishes. So I'm Professor Ivan Nagelkirken uh, with the University of Adelaide and Adelaide, and one of my major research focus is on uh, testing the effect of climate change on fish and marine ecosystems, uh, particularly in Australia, but also internationally. The issue, though, is that these fish, in evolutionary time, have gotten used to quite a stable climate, you know, uh, summer temperatures, winter temperatures in the tropics, they don't vary a whole lot. If we go to our temperate environments in Australia, you see that temperatures of the ocean in summer and winter can vary tremendously, and fish in these temperate areas are used to that. Okay, so what happens with climate change now is that the oceans are warming, so it's rapidly getting too warm for these tropical fish species to survive in tropical areas. So what's happening now is that not only tropical oceans are warming, but also subtropical and temperate oceans. And as these these subtropical and temperate oceans are warming, it actually allows some species of coral reef fishes to move towards higher latitude and start occupying these temperate uh, ecosystems in which they've never been able to live before because it was simply too cold for them uh, previously. What's the optimal sort of water temperature for tropical fish? Well, if we look at coral reef fish, because tropical fish is the is the whole lot that also includes animals that live purely in the in the ocean and not necessarily on on coral reefs or in in mangrove or seagrass habitats. They have a bit of a different temperature requirement. But coral reef fish is typically you would find them, you know, anywhere between twenty five to twenty eight degrees. You know, you would find them. At, at a bit lower temperatures and high temperatures, but those those fish are typically already under uh, uh, under stress. What sort of area of the coastline have you been studying in your in your research? Well, for our research, we've gone all the way from tropical areas, so that would be the southern barrier reef, all the way down to the border between Victoria and New South Wales, where it gets really cold in uh, during winter. In your work and in studying species, what was the most sort of surprising finding that that you had? Um, you know, were there were there particular fish that you were seeing that you were not expecting to see in that region? Yes, yes, yes. So um, my 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 
colleague, Professor David Booth, has been um, counting these uh, these fish for the last 20 years. So he had a very big data set of who's where and when. And then with a um, with a with some funding that we got, we um, we hired a postdoc to look at all those data over the 20 years. And what we found is that actually some species are much more successful in invading our temperate waters than others. And it's typically the the damselfish uh, that are very good at um, surviving in these temperate waters. And to some degree, there's also a few uh, butterfly fishes that, uh, that are coming down and that are becoming more and more common in terms of uh, coral reef fishes. And what we also found is that fish species that are let's say what we call generalists so that are very flexible in what they eat what type of habitats they they can hide in those are the ones that are doing very well the ones that are a bit more let's say peculiar about you know their diet and and which habitat they want to associate with those are more the laggers they don't come as quickly you don't see them uh, as as uh, as often but of course that's now if we talk about a few decades with further uh, climate change and ocean warming, you'll see more and more of these tropical species coming in as the waters, you know, warm and get more suitable for them to survive as well. And what does that mean for the fish that were already in those ecosystems that, you know, enjoyed those slightly cooler waters? Uh, what's happening with them? Do we know? Exactly. So that's a big, that's a big issue because there are several things happening here. So first of all, those what we call them the temperate fish, yeah, because they, they, they live in these temperate cold water environments, they will see new competitors, new species appearing, some of which are will be competing for the same uh, food source. Uh, they will also see um, new types of predators coming in, you know, tropical predatory fish, which they've never seen before. So that would mean that um, some of them will be eaten more quickly because they can't associate danger with a novel tropical uh, predator. What's also happening is that slowly um, corals and other types of tropical habitats are also moving to higher latitudes. So, um, you know, we already have corals and coral patches starting to grow in, you know, Sydney and the areas above Sydney and with further warming, those patches will just increase uh, in their in their sizes, and the temperate fish, which you know has never <laughs> survived or has never seen a coral reef, for them that's a very new habitat, and they might not necessarily fit in well with those with those habitats. Being new to a community can be a bit overwhelming. So how are these fish fitting in, and how is the migration affecting their behaviour? That's coming up after this quick break. If you're enjoying this episode of The Defrag and you want to support the work that we're doing, head on over to our website, thedefrag.com and become a Defrag member. You can get an ad-free version of the podcast, a sticker pack, a regular newsletter and discounts to our merch. Plus, there's a number of other perks depending on your membership level. 
Becoming a member is really the best way to support the show. It empowers us to produce independent journalism and gives you the best of the podcast without all the noise. So head on over to our website, thedefrag.com, and become a member today. Climate change is opening up waters at higher latitudes for tropical fish. As subtropical waters get warmer, tropical fish are moving into these once colder climates in search of a new home that fits their lifestyle. But the tropical fish are the new arrivals on the block, so how are these migrations affecting their behaviour? So interestingly, what we found is that uh, these tropical fish which are invading, they're still, they're still not having that big of an effect on our temperate fishes. And why that is, is because these temperate environments are dominated by temperate fishes. You know, these temperate fishes are the boss there and they're strong competitors. And so new tropical species that come in just need to... Um, need to fill in the little, you know, the little holes in terms of of, of habitats and and food, you know, the leftovers, so so as to say. So they're not strong competitors uh, yet. So we actually find that they, at this moment they can co- coexist, live together quite happily. But we expect that in the future, then um, there will be quite big changes as the temperatures increase. These tropical species will become stronger competitors. And at some point, they are going to outcompete these uh, uh, these temperate species. If you've ever moved somewhere new, like moving from the country into the city, you can sometimes find it a bit scary. The city can be overwhelming. And it turns out these fish that are migrating, they have the same experience. They're moving into a new climate that they're not familiar with, and they get a little bit scared. You know, a coral reef fish doesn't belong in a kelp forest, so if they're invading those environments, they need to adjust to the type of structure, you know, the new type of prey that's associated with them. So we found that they actually show what we call neophobic behavior, that's um, being scared of new things. So humans showed that, but, but also fish showed that. And we tested that by uh, creating... Um, you know, uh, mimicking a, a predator uh, uh, attack from which they had to escape and also looked at how they use shelter. And we found that they're overall, uh, these damselfish were more scared. They spent more time inside shelter, near near to shelter, where they were more cautious. If you approach them, they would, you know, uh, flee away more quickly. Um, and that, of course, is at this point still good because it means they're not really affecting our temperate fish species as much yet. But of course, we can expect that to rapidly change as the oceans continue uh, to warm. A lot of humans rely on the ocean for survival. So how will these fish migrations impact on us, on humans and our food sources? Well, there's some implications for humans as well, because look, the oceans provide a lot of you know, ecosystem services to humans. We depend on the oceans for for food. You know, for for jobs. We get um, you know new 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 medicines. The coastlines protect us against uh, storm surges and so on. So, if all of these marine habitats and species are changing, that's also changing the 
productivity in terms of, of, of fisheries, you know, how much there is of one species at specific areas along the coast. And you can imagine that if you specialize on fishing on a particular fish species, and that fish species all of a sudden is moving to higher latitudes, well, then you've got the option to relocate or you might need to swap to a different fishery species. And that, you know, that counts for recreational as well as commercial fish species. It's not just something that's happening to biodiversity and which species occur there, but it will affect us in our daily lives as well in terms of, you know, where we will fish, what we will catch and how much of it we will catch under, under, under a future climate change. Scientists have detected a new type of high-frequency acoustic wave on the surface of the sun. The discovery was published in the journal Nature Astronomy and suggests that scientists may have been missing something significant. The acoustic waves are known as high-frequency retrograde velocity waves, or HFR, and may reveal something new about the sun's interior, which is unobservable. It could also help scientists better understand how the sun affects the Earth and other planets in our solar system. Tesla CEO Elon Musk says he's giving serious thought to building a new social media platform. Musk was responding to one of his Twitter followers, who asked if Musk would consider such a move and build a new platform that would prioritise things like free speech. Musk is a regular user of Twitter, but has been highly critical of the company's policies, saying Twitter is undermining democracy. Musk has also been in trouble for sharing his own controversial tweets on the platform. And finally, the city of Shanghai has announced a snap lockdown, which will unfold in two stages, in an effort to clamp down on a recent surge in COVID cases. The city of 26 million people will suspend public transport, close non-essential businesses, and shut down major bridges, tunnels, and highways. On Monday, China's National Health Commission reported more than 5,000 new asymptomatic cases of COVID-19 and over 1,000 confirmed local infections. The restrictions in Shanghai will remain in place until at least the 1st of April. The Defrag is a production of Lawson Media. The show today was hosted by me, Christopher Lawson, and produced by James Parkinson. You can find out more about the show on our website, thedefrag.com, where you can also consider becoming a Defrag member. That's all the news for today. We'll be back with more tomorrow. Tomorrow.